This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. Are you ready to finally solve those pesky issues that keep holding back your business success and never seem to go away? Embrace the power of the spring formula that unearths the issues and opportunities burrowed beneath the surface and grow your business so you thrive from your intersection of your brilliance and your passion. Claim your copy today at www.thegroundhogbook.com. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I'm your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Nicholas Rodriguez, who's a friend of mine going back a long ways. He's the founder of Responder Marine LLC. Just a little bit about him. He grew up overseas, dropped out of college to become a commercial diver, did that for 10 years, sold everything, bought a sailboat, moved to Florida. Shortly after, he started a boat repair yacht service company. He is one of the most interesting individuals. I believe some time ago, he posted a picture with his dog, and I said, this is a cool cat with an awesome dog. Remember that one? I do, yeah. Yeah. So, Nicholas, welcome aboard. It's great to have you on. Well, thanks for having me here, Adam. I'm glad to, to see and talk to you again, and it's been too long. So, this is, oh, yeah. I'm excited to do this. Yeah, we're going to have to close the gaps on that. So first question is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Well, the work that I do is I specialize in jobs and tasks in the marine industry that are absolutely asinine or near impossible to accomplish. So I take those jobs that are absolutely uncomfortable, difficult, near impossible and we you know we respond you relax you don't have to worry about being bent over and contorting yourself and troubleshooting (laughs) for days on end um we have the know-how and experience to solve complex problems uh relatively quickly and solve them in a way that educates our clients um and you know will hopefully prevent further issues down the road great great so what is exactly that you do So we are a yacht service um, boat repair company. We pretty much address any issues relating to boats, whether they're power or sail, mechanical, electrical, uh, fiberglass and structural things of that nature. Um, And we do a lot of custom work, interior custom work, uh, custom hard tops and fiberglass and stuff like that. I, I have a good fortune of having a incredible business partner with about 50 years in boat building and engine work. And so I've gotten to learn quite a bit. I'm a bit of a landlubber myself. My idea of going on a cruise involves being behind the wheel of a vehicle on an open highway. Uh, you know, my, 
my idea of <laughs> my idea of camping involves my couch in my own home. So I'm you not know, the physically adventurous type, but I can tell you, having hung out on boats, it is a blast. And I have seen some custom work on boats that just blew me away. It it is a blast. And boats are they're kind of like adult tree houses, but after <laughs> living after living on one and spending I lost your camera, Adam. Oh, I'm right here. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just went black for a second. Um, yeah. So I was just saying, after living on one and working on them for all the time, I have realized that I do like indoor plumbing like the good Lord intended. You know, <laughs> being on a boat, you've got water tanks and limited water. And I've realized that, you know, central air conditioning and indoor plumbing are one of man's greatest inventions, really. Uh-huh. But I tell you, going out on a boat, out on the lake and spending a nice afternoon, there aren't really too many things that beat that candidly. No, you, you really can't. You know, the open water is something very special. And that was, I actually hadn't, I didn't have a lot of sailing experience when I got my sailboat. Um, but when I got my first sailboat, I got so addicted. I was like, I have to, I have to learn everything about this and I have to go experience everything there is about it. Ah, so you'd be, were you the little kid that took the radio part and put it back together again just to see how it worked? Yeah, and I'd throw the parts away that were left over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So in, your, so in your experience, when folks are making their way toward deciding to work with you, what are three of the frequently asked questions that come up? Um, so most frequently, just because it's related to the marine industry, is usually do you work on outboards? And it's because everybody's outboard engine is having an issue. Uh, so it's uh -huh. kind of like a, a you know simple rudimentary question, but that's usually everybody's first because they probably have one that's not running. Uh huh. Um, the other one would be like, what's your rate? Because people, what's weird is people love boats, which could be mo the most expensive hobby you could get into, but they don't like spending yeah. a lot of money on it. So they, they yeah. really like to know what your rate is. Um, and then the third most typical question I would get is usually probably, do you do fiberglass work or stuff like that, structural? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've heard that boat stands for breakout another thousand. Yes, I've also taken it, and because I work on them so often, and they have me bent over, I say it stands for uh, bend over and take it. Oh, but man. It's a bit rough, but I mean, everything I do, like the other day, it, you were really kind of just contorting yourself. Um, and the thing about, I don't know if marine engineers do this on purpose to give people who service boats more billable hours, but sometimes the things are so difficult to service that you think like man there's no other than when it was on a bench when they designed it it's absolutely ridiculous trying to contort yourself and you know do something that should take 15 minutes but you have to take half the engine apart to you know get it in place type of thing yeah yeah so what are three questions or any questions at all do you wish people would ask um, I guess I would break it into two separate categories and it would be people who currently own boats and people who are probably like, you know, in the process or looking to buy a boat or have the dream of yes. buying a boat. Um, if they already have a boat, I would, the, you know, hope they would ask about, you know, at least personally, do we offer a monthly maintenance, uh, program to keep their boats, you know, ship shape and, mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, all of the issues at minimum. Um, if you're looking to buy a boat, it would be more along the lines of budget questions. You know, how much are you looking to spend? What kind of boat are you looking to buy? Um, and then the other question is, would I recommend buying a boat? You know, that's a question that nobody ever usually asks me. And I work on boats all the time. And, you know, I wish they would ask me more candidly, hey, do you think I should buy this boat? Or what do you think of this boat? Um, just because I've seen so many nice vessels that have problems kind of below the surface, you know, mm -hmm. lipstick on a pig sort of a thing. So those would be the questions I guess I wish I'd get asked more often specifically. Yeah. So let's have some fun here, shall yeah. we? First of all, what would people who know you be surprised to learn about you? People who know me be surprised to learn about me. Um, if they know me, they know a lot about me. So... Uh -huh. I don't know. I, I, I'm a phenomenal tree climber. A lot of people know that I do all kinds of uh, different side hustles. Um, one of my side hustles that I do that I don't talk a lot about is I go do tree work with my buddy, Charlie. Um, okay. And it's, you know, it's, it's a great little side hustle because it's a skilled labor. Um, it's, you know, well compensated and it's, it's uh, physically challenging. So I guess that would uh -huh. be one of those things right there. Okay. Uh, what would, uh, what do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? Um, that I bring the joy and I get it done. You know, whenever there's a task that needs to be completed, I just believe, you know, complaining and feeling bad or focusing on the negative. You know, yesterday was a perfect example. We had one of those dog days of work where everything was against you type of thing. Um, but all you can do is that that's life. Those are the real world problems. And that's what makes, you know, uh, th that's what really is being successful is all about is solving the problems that make your forward progress or the, that is impeding your forward progress, you know? Yeah. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing you've experienced, what would that be and why? <clears throat> um, that is, that's a good question, man. That's a, you know, I thought a lot about that and I'm not really one for regrets because I feel you could just go into a wormhole of like, man, I would change so many things. But yeah. I if there's one thing I really wish I would have just tried um, because I don't think I was ready to go to college, I wish I would have enlisted in the military. Um, I thrive around um, like a physically demanding um environment that requires discipline you know like i always enjoyed martial arts as a kid so i, I think i would have enjoyed that fortunately i found commercial diving which even though it's the private sector um it was pretty very regimented and you know a lot of the schooling and everything comes from ex-navy guys so it kind of had a somewhat you know like militarized structure to it i guess or discipline yeah well, that's that's a very interesting view, and uh, you know, I think about that too. And there's about a thousand things I'd change. I'm also aware of the Ooh. butterfly effect, so I kind of go back and forth. So I really wonder sometimes: uh, would this be the 
right thing to do. I've mentioned this on other episodes of both my podcasts. I'm into dystopian fiction and uh, alternative histories. Okay. And I have seen so many stories that revolve around Now people ask the question, if you could have if you could have made sure that Hitler was never born, would you do it? The obvious answer that most people will give is yes. Yeah, obviously. And then you and then you see and then you see some of these stories like, "Oh, shoot." Something because because Hitler, because Hitler wasn't there, that thing ended up getting run by another charismatic dude who could wow up a crowd who actually knew how to fight a war. Yeah. Oops. Big oops. And when you think about that question, you know, I'm I'm so blessed and fortunate and have like, a, you know, an incredible family, a wonderful wife, great mm-hmm. friends. So I would I would hate to go back and change one thing because I think it would be like, oh, this would make me more successful or this would be, you know, this would have made life a little bit easier. But truly all the experiences and hardships and like maybe my bad decisions have led to kind of fruitful relationships and, and, a, and a rich life experience. Yeah, as uh, as I've said before, I've learned I've learned how to do a lot of things that are right by doing things that are wrong. Yep, that's true. So, so again, it's hard to say. There are some things that I'm pretty sure I would change in two seconds, but then on the other hand, I have to ask if the benefit to me was that they happened. Um, there's a really good book that I read when I was diving and I was in saturation, and it was called Beyond the Summit. And one of my yes. favorite quotes from it was uh, the guy was a rock climber. And so he was just kind of, you know, talking about his experience, but it was all his, the quote was falling is the acceleration of learning. And I was like, oh yeah, falling, failing is the acceleration of learning. You're literally just, you know, approaching your, you know, uh, terminal velocity of learning your craft or your trade that much quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of going back in time, uh, or maybe perhaps going into the future, what famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what questions would you have for them? Um, so this is another good question because there's so many interesting people out there. Um, and I've thought about it long and hard. I think I would, I would want to talk with someone who I disagree with, you uh-huh. know? So someone who I've been listening to recently that I would love to have a conversation with is uh, Richard Wolf. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a an American Marxist economist professor at Amherst. Um, wow, there's a bunch of adjectives that stack yeah. together, and you wonder how they got in the same sentence. But exactly. okay, and and you know, I li- you know, this is a guy who's a an intellectual. He's a professor emeritus, and so like I listen to his you know justifications for socialism and explaining Marx, and he always has this ridiculous. Um, bread factory example of like, you know, how a democratized workplace would exist. And I just laugh at it because I'm like, okay, I would love for you to put your money where your mouth is and let's go start a bread company because I don't know how to make bread. Do you know how to make bread? And then, and just go down as somebody who's, who goes out and shakes money out of trees. I know that it takes a lot more than just saying, Hey, we're going to get together and, make decisions and everybody's going to get an equal say. It's more like uh, children playing than adults actually dealing with goods and services and exchanges yeah. value, you know? I so. think that'd be really cool to have a conversation with someone like that. I myself love to mix it up with people on, shall we say, the other side. And what yeah. I discovered overall is that when we really get a chance to speak with each other, in many cases, we actually have broad agreement on the what and the why. Mm-hmm. Where we diverge 
is the how and by whom. Yep, big time. Yeah. So you. So this professor, uh, the idea of the democratized bread factory, that may be aiming toward a workplace that gives people opportunities, a workplace that treats people fairly. True. Uh, and then we can have a debate about what is an opportunity, what is fairness. Mm-hmm. And so become then that's where the by whom and how kick into the conversation. Yeah, it'd be very, it'd be really interesting. He's, I recommend you listen to his talks, especially I know that you're, a, you know, pretty uh, diehard capitalists and believe in the <laughs> capitalist system. So it's, it's yep. interesting to hear him argue his points and really go into depth of his viewpoints and, you know, the Marxist ideology and all that stuff. And, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. It's amazing what we can learn from each other when we're willing to just hear what they have to say. Now, Finally, and I know that there's uh, something that you want me to tell your listeners to do, which I will take care of. Mm-hmm. But in general, what is one action that you would want somebody listening to this show to take today for themselves? If there was one action for them to take for themselves, it would really be just to get out there and be more active in finding something that you enjoy doing that challenges you physically and mentally, you know, I, I highly recommend in just keeping that cognitive ability sharp and doing stuff that's physically demanding and mentally demanding at the same time. It's like, if you can find that hobby out there or that outlet, you know, you can't, you can't beat it. Right, right, right. So thank you so much. For me, it's a chainsaw. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you so much for joining us today, Nick. And uh, before you go, basically, I know what you would like our listeners to do is to check out your Facebook page, which is at www.facebook.com forward slash responder marine. And yep. if you're in the if you're interested in having a boat, if you have a boat and it needs repairs, check out responder marine where they say, we respond, you relax. Plus, I also encourage you to connect with Nick on social media. He's just an all-around cool cat with an awesome dog. Very true, man. Yeah. All right, so Nicholas Rodriguez, thank you so much for being here today. It's been an honor, and believe me, an education. Thank you very much, Adam. It's uh, been a very special experience, so thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast.